Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me for another great episode to help you up your game and improve your capabilities in the world of talent development. And today's episode is all about leadership development and specifically for leaders, those of you who are leaders, aspiring leaders, working with leaders, thinking about how to overcome fears and limiting beliefs and challenges to achieve more in your career and your growth and your business. And my guest today is an expert on that subject. Lena Mendoza is an executive coach focused on coaching leaders to achieve outstanding results and business success. She's also a business strategist and a leadership trainer and has a long career history of working in talent development, learning and development, leadership development inside large organizations and only recently left to go out on her own. And Lena is someone that I've been watching for the last several months since she joined us at the Talent Development Think Tank Conference back in February and joined our membership community. And we've since gotten to know each other quite well. I've seen her around. She's one of the best networkers I know, always connecting with people in different places at ATD meetings, local meetups in the Bay Area where she lives, as well as through our Think Tank community. Definitely one of the most connected people I know in the talent development world and has been a valuable member inside the Think Tank community. Excited to have her and see her journey and what she's working on and to have her on the show today to share some of her experience and learnings and wisdoms, especially around helping leaders. And if you are a leader or you work with leaders, and especially if you've dealt with any type of limiting beliefs or fears, this would be a good one for you. And if you haven't joined the Talent Development Think Tank community and you've been thinking about it, Come check out our website. It's tdtt.us. That's tdtt.us. Just click on community. We still have a free trial going on where you can sign up and join for two weeks for free. Check out a couple meetings and then decide if you want to stay or if you want to walk away. Most people stay because they see the value, but that can be up to you. Again, tdtt.us. All right. Without any further ado, here is my interview with Lena Mendoza. Enjoy. All right. I'm joined now by Lena Mendoza, who is an executive coach working with senior leaders who manage high-stake communications and leading teams. Lena, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. What an honor to be here with you. I met meeting you earlier this year, actually. And then just being in with the talent development think tank community has really, if I can say this, saved my life. <laughs> oh, yes. Wow. That's, uh, that's, a, that's, that's strong. Tell, tell me more about that because uh, that's, those are strong words. So I would, so right around this time last year, I started to join something called Association Talent Development and really learning how to strengthen our field. And so then from there, someone kept mentioning your name of last year, December, you need to meet Andy Storch, just give him a call. And I'm like, who is this man? And then you have, you know, there's Talent Development Think Tank, there's a conference. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't know what that is. And, he, and I heard it three times in one week. And so I said, okay. So I went and I was, I'm a, I was a soloist in my corporate role in the learning development facilitator. And I was like, I need help. Like, what, what are people doing? I wasn't getting feedback. So I wanted to know, like, what does standard of excellence look like? And how are we growing and knowing more, right? And so how do we become a great, I wanted to become a great resource in my organization and for myself. <laughs> so when I went to the conference, and so I say this very consistently, I went to the conference and it was like, all these professionals became your BFFs and it was very unique. I'm like, they're going to go wine tasting. Nope. We all stuck together. Like, like if we weren't going to go in, there was like a blizzard outside. 
No one was going to leave anywhere. Yep. Oh, you want to go to dinner? We're going together. Whoop, 10 people went to dinner. Oh, we're going back. <laughs> like, and we just, and the uniqueness of a community is powerful. So it only reinforced why as a professional, you have to find your, your tribe and your community. And so I've met, I've seen us people publish books, you know, all this good stuff. So Andy, if you don't already know, it's like life-saving, truly. Mm, I feel that. Thank you so much. And I'm, yeah, the first time we met was when you came to the conference and it's like, okay, who is this Lena coming? And then like right away, you like posted a video on LinkedIn and you were like all excited and, and just like connecting with people. And I've watched you since then. And, and like you said, the conference was incredibly social. It was, it was everything I wanted it to be. One of my favorite moments was really both nights there. People were just hanging out in the ballroom, like drinking wine and talking until like eight or nine o'clock when, you know, we ended the, the, the meetings at five, right? And people didn't want to leave, which was really cool to see, you know, they didn't go off and do their own thing. And it actually, even though we were in, in Santa Rosa, California, which people think is like, oh, nice and wine country, it was actually pretty cold outside. <laughs> like even Ke our friend Kevin M. Yates, who came from Chicago, said, I'm not going outside. It's cold. <laughs> so it was a great, great experience. And it's been really fun and really impressive to watch you since then, because you have quickly become one of the, the best connectors that I know and I've seen. You're always out there networking, connecting with people, whether it's through ATD or our community or other places that you are. And I'm curious, before we get into like your background and the work that we do, you know, networking has been one of the most impactful things for me in my career. I talk about it all the time, but it's, it's hard to do. What's the driver behind you being so energetic in going out and connecting with people? For me, it's, you know, meeting new people and like identifying what's important to them and also creating a sense of belonging. Right. And so and so it's not just like, I want to belong somewhere, but people really get stressed out networking, right? And they're like, hi, you know, I'm here with the meetup group or hi, like, I don't, you know, and they're, so I'm like, hey, have a seat with us. And so it's really important that we provide a space for other people and never underestimate the people on your left and to your right. And that's what I've always learned. And so the person might be the CEO and you're like, oh, it's some person, they're late. I'm like, oh, that's the CEO. You might want to say hello. <laughs> so, and, or, you know, yeah. They right, and so it's really leverage. I always say, who you need is from your left into your right. You need to cross it over and leverage who you know with what you know. And you, as a leader, you become a more powerful resource to whoever you serve. So, as a leader, you're always in a servant role because whether you have clients or you have team members, you're always in that position of serving. Yeah, absolutely. And you can learn from anybody, right? Especially those those people that are around you that you're working with. Very cool. I'm I'm curious, Lena, you know, you've done a few different things now. When I met you, you were working in learning and development in, in corporate and you, you've since gone out on your own. But how did you get into talent development in the first place? What does your background look like? So my background's very, it's multifaceted. So project management, I have uh, over 11 years working in, you know, budget management, also been in construction management. I've worked for prison. I've done a lot of training. Uh, anytime that I found, you know, I that there was a gap, I did the training. And so I specifically working on a $56 million project in construction and we weren't moving the needle. And it's because we didn't know how to leave. We didn't know how to leave. We didn't know the compliance regulations. I'm a reader. So give me the 300 page manual. I'll get us acclimated immediately. And I'm like, give it to Lena. And I'm like, I got you. Don't worry. And so, and once we have the same base knowledge, we can really continue to use our skill sets to thrive. And so also I'm asked a lot of questions like, Andy, what do you know? 
Um, what are you good at? Right. And like leveraging those strengths and not putting you in a position where you're not really thriving in that position and that you really enjoy and that you're really being able to contribute us at a higher level. Mm, yeah. And you've worked for government organizations for, like you said, construction, like you've worked in a few different industries. And it sounds like you've had a lot of experience working with leaders, especially. And I'm curious, you know, through that time, because I really want to focus in on leadership and leadership development today. What do you see as the, the biggest hurdles that, that hold leaders back and, and cause them to be unsuccessful? So number one is that people don't call themselves a leader. They kind of cringe and they get in. They're like, I'm not mm. like a, in a leadership role. And I'm like, anytime you mm. when you wake up, you're a leader. So one is identifying that Two is being very clear about the role and responsibility and how they can impact the organization or the team. And so being clear about where how can I uplift? How can I empower? How can I enable and how can I be a resource? Sometimes the confidence, it really holds us back or limiting beliefs. Like, what if I don't do a good job or um, I don't know it like they do? So those limiting beliefs holds us back from really, truly serving from our heart and really using what you already have. And so you're, I always say you're more than qualified when you arrive. Mm. It's interesting that you talk about limiting beliefs. This is something that I've gone way deep into in sort of the personal development world. I feel like it's not talked about as much in the corporate space and yet, you know, we're talking about humans and many humans, most humans do have limiting beliefs that hold them back that can stem from all kinds of different places. So when you talk about that, you know, what do you mean by that? And could you give maybe an example of one that holds people back often? Yeah. So limiting belief is what I call concrete feet. So it's like you put your feet in concrete and you can't move. So it's where you you believe that something is true, but it won't get you to the next level. So what served you yesterday will not serve you for today. I'm not able to talk to the manager because he's going to say no. And I say, can you tell me why you think that? No. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I have this request for 25,000. Um, they're not going to approve it. Can I ask you why you believe that? And they'll say, oh, because it's a bad economy. I'm like, but your company is thriving. Why would you say that? And so you just asking those questions. Right. And so we don't know our own, what I call blind spots or breakthroughs. And that's what's helpful was as having a partner help you guide you through that. You can listen to a podcast, but no one's telling, asking you questions, right? And there's, I love podcasts because also this is how we have those breakthroughs. Like, hmm, I do that. So because you can be by yourself and you can listen, but also when you're working with a professional, they can ask you those questions as well. Yeah. So this is, it's interesting because this is an area where people hold themselves back, right? And and cause themselves to fail or not achieve or not reach something or or not achieve a goal before they even really get a chance to do it because they've already stopped themselves. I also think about it in the realm of fixed versus growth mindset, right? And people operating with a very fixed mindset thinking like, well, I'm not good at that. So I'm not even going to try. And that's where I've held myself back in the past. You know, one of the stories I tell in my book and in keynotes often is that you know, I grew up playing baseball, but when I got to high school, I decided that, oh, the high school team is really good. I'm not going to make it. So I'm not even going to try out. And, you know, I'm really embarrassed about that now because I look back and be like, why would I take myself out of the game without even trying? Like, why not let them tell me like, oh, sorry, you're not good enough. I was so afraid of failure that I limited myself. I took myself out of the game. I don't do that anymore. But, you know, a lot of people stay in that mindset for their whole lives. Right. And even getting into a leadership position, they're still holding themselves back because of these limiting beliefs. I think words matter, right? So what we tell ourselves, it's also affirming ourselves. You know, how, you know, you did a great job. 
not saying like you're dumb or you're not, you know, of course you need a degree or you should be certified in that. It's very important that we're affirming ourselves along the way. So how can leaders, I think one of the, you were talking about limiting beliefs, right in line with that. One thing I hear about a lot for leaders is this idea of imposter syndrome, right? Where like they've gotten into a leadership position, but you show up at work every day thinking like, oh, I hope they don't find out that I'm not qualified for this. Like I shouldn't be here. Right. I'm sure you talk to people that have, have that sort of limiting belief or mindset. I've, I've dealt with that in the past and I know lots and lots of other people struggle with the same thing. Agreed. And so I want to, so I want to affirm you, Andy, I will tell you, I heard you share that story, mm. I think once or twice from high school and mm. we should all be able to identify with something similar because that's where it starts when we're kids. Right. And so we told ourselves, you don't qual- you don't qualify. You're not, you can't possibly make it. The other kid has been in, you know, training since he was at five. Right. And so like, why would you think you could do that? Uh, they also have a private coach. And so they start to compare. Right. And so why I share that is, and what you've done phenomenal. <laughs> so look, I'm like, so if you told me I'm a baseball player, I'm like, I know you probably paid for the major league. Makes sense to me. But we, we do that to ourselves. And so imposter syndrome is also something that happens very heavily for high achievers. So the higher you go, the more mm-hmm. the imposter syndrome creeps in because we compete against a, a, like we're almost creating a standard like, oh, look, they're, you know, they have 10 degrees. And it's like, well, why, why do you say that? Right. Or they're an expert because or they're global. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, aren't you global? Like, I, you know, and so sometimes we we definitely take ourselves out of the game and we also affirm negatively. Right. And so it's really important that we to- go towards growth mindset and, and catch those triggers that are creating that. And so there's ways to do that, which is like self-care, which if you know, you do a phenomenal job. Also making sure that you um, are around people who affirm you as well, but also that you have a, a critical part in that as well, is that you're saying, I did a great job. And how do you celebrate yourself? Mm. Yeah. One of the things I often tell people that are struggling with imposter syndrome is that you got hired for this job for a reason. Obviously other people believe in you. Maybe you should believe them. Right. When they tell you like, oh, Lena, you're doing a great job instead of being like, oh, I just got lucky. They don't really know you are doing a great job. You're doing great work. You're there for a reason. Right. And you need to like own that. The other thing, too, is I think oftentimes we have the assumption that like we feel like I'm just winging it and figure things out. But everybody else knows what they're doing. But it's not the case. Right. We're all just figuring things out. And that's how we grow. That's how we get better all the time. So like lean into it and give it a shot. Instead of instead of holding yourself back, which a lot of people are doing from moving into leadership positions because they think like, oh, I'm not qualified or I'm not going to be able to do that without giving it a shot. Right. And I, I, the other thing I want to share is um, I think we should lean not only just lean in, but also embrace imposter syndrome. When people share that, they're like, I, I don't know that I can qualify. I said, I believe that also is because you have a humble spirit. And they go, I am humble. I go, mm. Okay. If you came to me right away, Lena, I'm amazing. I could totally get that. Like, duh. Then I would be right. like mm, yeah. a little bit more concerned with that attitude. Wait a minute. Right. So also affirming you have a humble spirit, but you are certain of your abilities to do this role and to do it very effectively and to do it with a high level of excellence like no one else. Yeah, I like that. So I know one of the things that you work with leaders on, you mentioned limiting beliefs. I know a lot of people, whether they're leaders or not, individual contributors are struggling with fears that hold them back from pursuing their dreams or the things that they want to achieve. 
And that can often cause them to struggle to grow in their role or grow their career or grow their business because they're so afraid of failing or often, I think, from judgment from others. You know, how do you help people break through fears and overcome that to, to pursue and achieve more? So I ask a lot of questions like, why do you believe that? How does that make you feel? Right. And so I know when to lean in to address those fears and that breakthrough. And sometimes I do it gently and sometimes I don't. And so because depending on how long they've held that fear, it it's really paralyzed them. And, you know, so knowing how to work with someone, I think is very helpful. What is best for them, right, for their growth. So asking a lot of questions like, why do you believe that? What has that done for you? Where does that stem from? And so there's sometimes they'll point out to it's when they were a kid or someone told them that they weren't like either detail oriented or that they weren't going to be successful, but also reminding them like, oh, you also have used that to excel. Like, so those negative situations have also helped them excel because they use, they turn that around, but they may not have realized that they've done that. And so they only may mm. lean towards the, the part of their brain, which something they can't do because fear, fear will do that to you. Fear, shame, and guilt will do that to you. Yes, it absolutely will. So a lot of organizations are investing in developing leaders. And one of the big reasons is that leaders have the ability and potential to really grow the employees that they're working with that are on their team, right? That's why they're, they're, they're so critical, so important. How do you help leaders really focus in and become more successful with growing the people on their teams and leading more effectively because that's what, you know ultimately what we need our leaders to do. So when I work with leaders is um, I identify what limiting beliefs they have. And so also explaining that. Some, I remember sharing that with a manager and I said, the reason why we're losing a lot of money is because they are not confident. They're not exercising confidence or certainty. And also they're not, they're not honing in on their power. And so these were project managers. They were kind of stumbling through and they weren't really, I'm like, this is multi-million dollar project. Do you understand that when you do not move this project forward, this is a $60,000 loss per month. And they said, I did not realize that. I said, uh, yes, that cannot happen again. I said, where I'm from, you would get fired, uh, in my era. <laughs> so, and they were like, you would, I'm like, yes, they wouldn't say try again next month. You would be fired. And so understanding that they have, you know, they can impact the results. They do have the ability and then explaining like what a fixed mindset is like, are you reinforcing that you're doing well? Are you mentally preparing? Like where's their mental agility at? Where's their, and how are they exercising mental fitness? You know, are they also doing self-care? You know, so you can see when someone's not eating well, taking care of their body and they're kind of just, they're, they're having poor self-esteem, so to speak. And so mm. maybe something happened, you know, definitely as we're coming out of this, this pandemic, not everyone is thriving. There's some people who are limping out and they're just like, I mm. just make it for today. But that's a thriving mentality. So if I can share something real quick is that so we did a presentation and we actually included Maslow's hierarchy. And so the bottom of Maslow's hierarchy writes the pyramid. And so at the top is the self-actualization. The bottom is around like being able to have your basic needs met. And so if your basic needs mm -hmm. are not met then how are you able to thrive and really be creative, innovative, and be in a space of contribution when you can just barely make it? And so people are in the survival mode at work and in leadership, then they cannot be able to really contribute and, and be able to impact the team in a positive way. Yeah. I mean, if people are dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety, 
right? And they're not, uh, maybe things are not going well at home or they're not connected to the purpose or the work of the work they're doing. That's where burnout comes a lot of times or people have, you know, wellness issues, stress issues. This can obviously be big contributing factors to, you know, work not being done well, as well as not being able to really effectively manage people. And I, I do think that, you know, I talk obviously a lot about owning your career and I've been speaking more to leaders lately. And I really think, you know, it starts with taking care of yourself, getting to know yourself, taking ownership of your own career and your life, right? Taking care of yourself so that you can support other people. And that's exactly what I hear you talking about is like, get past these things. You know, you've got all these other challenges you need to, to deal with, and then you can leverage your learning, your growth to go help others. But in there, one of the other challenges that I see a lot in working with leaders is the ego getting in the way and them being focused more on their own career and the fear of maybe things not going well, which I think often causes people to micromanage. And that really causes a lot of challenges for managers and teams. You know, how do you help people? Do you ever talk to leaders about that? I'm, I'm curious, like, how do you help leaders move past that and shift their focus more to growing and, and supporting their people, enabling their people to succeed without as much focus on themselves? So I help leaders remind them that they can do it. So sometimes they're, they're lacking the confidence to manage a team and dealing with conflict. And so I'm discertified. And so that is where you identify communication styles. And so knowing that communication style of that person really helps like where they're getting stuck. And so, but you know, even without the decertification, you kind of know a communication style, right? And so learning how to, that leadership is like being able to influence and impact a team and how to do that and that they can learn great leadership. What does that look like? And so allowing them to explore, like, how do you see you running a team? Do you see it in a positive way? Do you see playing, um, you know, foosball, like during break time? Is that how you're creating a team? What does that look like for you? And so they're not really exploring or taking the time to explore like a visualization, like what is, how is my team going to be amazing? And how am I going to drive that? It's because they're looking at what, and so I love how you said ego. So like, it's supposed to be like this. I'm like, it's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be what you want it to be. And so I love your book, right? Own your career, own your life or own your life, own your career, because you have to own that. What does this look like for you? Use some creativity um, or you also ask your team to like create these team, team, you know, building activities. Also, when you're, you know, are you looking at your time to how you're building up your team in that way? And they think, well, I don't have an hour to meet with them. I'm like, they don't need an hour. They need encouragement. Like, hey, good job. Or, hey, you know, here's where I would see some better opportunity for growth here. And they're like, oh, it's like a minute. And I'm like, it's one minute, literally. Like, just give them one minute of your time. And, and what does that look like, how they're building up their team? And so I think also helping them putting that like on a list and saying, this is how I impact my team in these ways. And here's what it looks like instead of, it's like when you go to the gym, right? You're like, oh my gosh, I have to work out for two hours. And it's like, was it two hours or 30 minutes on a bike? And they're like, oh yeah, I was 30 minutes on a bike. I'm like, okay, it's not two hours then. So. Hmm. Yeah. We, we sometimes make things a bigger deal than they need to be. Like you just need to get in there and do it. Have a short, if you have more of these short conversations, move your body on a daily basis. You don't have to go do like a big two hour thing. Right. Lena, how do you think about, since this is a, this is a podcast for talent development professionals and a lot of them are peers and friends and colleagues in the talent development world are working with leaders and on leadership development programs. How do you recommend, you know, given some of the things we've talked about, especially helping leaders to overcome limiting beliefs, things like that, 
that our talent development colleagues approach leadership development and supporting leaders with their growth through these areas? So I think if I think it's important to establish a a leadership program and development at all times. And so it's not if you're going to get it, it's when you're going to get it. And so it's an, it should be a non-negotiable. In the next seven years, we have 70 million baby boomers retiring. It is a high likability mm. that you're going to uh, promote a few times, if not own your own company. And so you can also create a chief leader, chief learning officer role if you would like. And so there's roles also that have not been created. And so really creating that, because it's, it's always important for succession planning and be and be proud of when people leave because you've trained them well and they're now off running in another you know organization. But also when you train people well, they have a sense of loyalty to want to build with you, not against you. And so hence why when we were in the community, right? We do, we are willing to go together anywhere at any time, but we also all bring that value together. Like we value people, we value what we're learning. We respect your your level of expertise. We share, we believe in sharing. We believe in abundant mindset. Hey, we don't believe if we share a slide deck with you that you're going to be get a promotion without us. And so it's like your promotion is my promotion. And so really coming in with that mindset of growth mindset and abundant mindset is that it's about growing together. So leadership is to me a non-negotiable. You must have it within your organization for you to consistently grow and be a, a, a very powerful brand in your organization, in, in your industry, in your industry. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, you've got to put the time into this and and have those conversations. We've got to be developing our leaders, encouraging them to have more conversations and really focus on developing their teams. I know this is something that you're working with leaders on, something I'm going to be talking more about in the near future. And together, I think we can we can support more people in understanding what true great leadership looks like and how that can help you and really help others become more successful. So the last question I want to ask you is like, I'm writing a book now about what I'm calling modern leadership. And I know you work with a lot of leaders. So I'm curious, what does modern leadership mean or look like to you? So I, I, I say that the three C's connect, communicate and character. So I learned this, I studied it well in 2013. I started working with millennials in higher education because millennials were not, they did not, a lot of corporations didn't want to hire. Um, they did not like them. So I shared that. And so I found, I looked up articles, I researched, why do millennials not want to be hired? It's because they don't communicate. They don't connect with others or not. They don't work well with others and they're not, they don't have leadership skills, right? So I said, connect, communicate, character. So what I started teaching was that same foundation to my students and I said, look, if you always learn this well, you will excel whether you be, want to be married or in a partnership, right? Or if you want to um, also gain, you know, grow in a, in a role in an organization. And a lot of students have come back to me and they said, you know, we did what you said. You, we, you told us to study ourselves, to know ourselves well, um, what our quirks are, what our high levels of, of skill sets are. And then they always know they can still say it, connect, communicate and character. And character is really your leadership. Who are you as, as a person? So what I learned also in, in the Latin culture, right? And so I'm half Latina, is that we just say it in Spanish very simply, like buena gente. I'm like, oh my gosh. So when we introduce Andy and we say, Andy, es buena gente, that just means like, oh my gosh, that's the brand. He's a good person. You're in, like, we'll feed your family. Do you need a place to stay? We got you. And it's, I was like, oh my gosh, that's how we say leadership in Spanish. And so really what's that look like moving now going in this next decade is going to be the same because as we've lost, we have more of a hybrid work environment. We're losing connection with each other. 
We really need to see leaders to show up in a different way, meeting people where they're at, respecting and accepting the ideas that we bring to the table. It doesn't mean you have to move it forward, but it does mean you need to be respectful and accepting it. And then also, how are you connecting with your team? Are you doing it through Slack? Are you making a phone call? Are you doing it one-on-one? But really making sure you know who's in front of you and rather than, you know, just having a team environment, but actually knowing the people who are from your left and to your right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So much, so much good stuff in there. Lena, this has been great for anybody who wants to connect with you and talk more about leadership and the work you're doing. Where's the best place for them to go? Absolutely. So thank you. So lenamendoza.com and also on LinkedIn at Lena Mendoza. And I'm on all social media platforms, except for Twitter, but I'm also on TikTok. And so I love to make cute videos to encourage people to lead well. Oh, I like that. Okay. I haven't seen that. Uh, but yeah, I know you're you're on LinkedIn. Make sure you go connect with Lena there. Let her know you heard her on the Talent Development Think Tank podcast. If you're not connected with me or following me, make sure you go check out my page on LinkedIn. We're both sharing content on a regular basis. Lena, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing some of your wisdom and experience. I know you're out there working with leaders and helping a lot of people. And I love getting to see what you're doing and talk with you on a regular basis inside the Talent Development Think Tank community. And you're in our entrepreneur group as well, where we get to talk about what we're doing with our businesses and how we're helping people. And it's just been really great to to see how you've been progressing. And just want to say I'm grateful for your engagement and all the great connections you've been making and introductions and everything since we met back in February earlier this year. It's been a great ride. Thank you. You as well. And so we are here for the talent development think tank community. We are ride or die. So if you haven't joined, please join. And we have our entrepreneurship as well. So there's so much opportunity for growth and impact. There you go. You can find more info on our website at tdtt.us. Just click on community. Lena, thanks again for being here. We will talk again very soon in our bonus conversation. Until then, take care. Thank you. All right, that will do it for my conversation with Lena Mendoza about leadership and overcoming limiting beliefs. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Some of the things she talked about are things that I definitely dealt with earlier in my career, and I've done a ton of work, personal development, self-reflection, self-awareness, deep inner work on myself over the last six years to get to a place where I am now, where I feel very confident in my abilities. I love myself. I know what I bring to the table and I'm not afraid to go for it and try new things um, in my business or in my life. For example, starting a conference, publishing a book and moving to a new country, right? All of these things because I've developed such a growth mindset. Some of those things I talked about in my book, others I'll be talking about in future books as well as uh, in posts on LinkedIn and this podcast. So stay tuned for all that stuff. And I hope you're doing that work on yourself as well, because I know we all have fears and challenges that we're dealing with, imposter syndrome, whatever it may be. And you absolutely can do the work to overcome those things. If you want to work with Lena, go connect with her on LinkedIn. If you heard what she said about the Talent Development Think Tank community and you're ready to join, our website is tdtt.us and just click on community. That's tdtt.us and click on community. Thank you again for listening. I am rooting for you. I'm excited for you. And I hope you will go out and do great work and find some gratitude for your work and your life today. Talk to you next time.